So Matthew chapter 9, begin at verse 10. It came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in, in the house. Behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth, and I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That's what we felt like reading in your hearing. And uh, <clears throat> if we had a text or a thought, and if the Lord will help us for a few minutes, and I want to assure you that... Uh, I have to depend on God. I'm helpless without Him. But if we had a, a text, it would be the great physician. And so <clears throat> the Pharisees and the scribes were critical because Jesus sat down with the publicans and the sinners to eat. He didn't go sit down with the high priest. He didn't go sit down with the governor. He didn't go sit down with the Roman emperor. But he sat down with publicans and sinners. And if you've read and studied any, and we read about the man Zacchaeus, he was a publican, if I'm not mistaken. And that was a man that uh, collected taxes from the Jews, from the Jewish nation, a man that was despised, and yet Jesus sat down with the publicans, and he sat down with sinners, folks that had absolutely nothing to offer him, and yet he wanted to be in their presence, the great physician, and if you've never met him, if you've never felt his healing hand, I'd highly advise you to come meet him, to consider him, to call on his name. And I'll, I'll guarantee you if you come before him with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, he'll no wise cast you out. I'm glad for the day that I called on Jesus' name and he saved my soul. So the great physician, we read in the Bible many times about many things that Jesus did. And I read one time about, there's one chapter, I believe it's in the book of Luke, if I'm not mistaken. On three different occasions, the great physician was called for it. He came through every time. We read about a woman that had an issue of blood. Amen. And she had tried many physicians and grew none the better, but rather grew worse. And she finally reached the conclusion, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'd be made whole. I've been there too many times, John. Amen. I know if I could just touch him, I'll be made whole. I know what power that he's got. I know Amen. that he saves to the uttermost. I know that he heals a broken heart. I know that he speaks peace when it, in the middle of a raging storm. I know what the great physician can do tonight to you. Yeah. So... <clears throat> This lady had tried many physicians and grew none the better and rather grew worse and spent all that she had. Have you got there yet? You've tried everything, hadn't you? 
You may have tried alcohol. You might have tried pills. You might have tried counseling. You might have tried everything that humanity has to offer. But I'm going to advise you to try Jesus. He never fails. And so try the great physician. She spit all that she had and grew none the better, but rather grew worse. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'd be made whole. I've been there too many times. I felt his touch. I felt his strength flow through my veins. I know if I could get to him, he's got all that we ever need. All right. So she made her way through the press. People thronged him. All around him, his disciples, I'm sure, trying to keep people from running him over. Trying to ward people off so that he would be saved. And she made her way through the crowd. It won't be easy to get to him. It won't be easy to get what you need. It won't be easy. i tell you how you get to him the, the fastest way you can make it there. And let me tell you this. Satan will set up every roadblock he can to keep you from getting to the great physician. He'll give you every excuse in the world to keep you from getting to the great physician. He'll, he'll tell you, just wait another day. Just wait a little while. If things will get better, you'll just wait. Wait it out. I've never known a sickness that ever got better just by sitting and doing nothing. Every time I've had sickness, I've had to take some sort of medication. I've had to get some sort of therapy. I've had to do something to respond to the sickness. You never will find any peace. You never will find any hope. You never will find any grace until you make your way to the great physician. I don't care what Satan sets in front of you. Have a determination to get to him. Have a desire. If you've got a desire to be free of whatever's holding you down, if you've got a desire to have peace when you lay down at night, make your way to the great physician. She made her way through the press, and I could just see her, and it wasn't easy. People didn't. People didn't step back so she could get there. They had needs too. They wanted to reach him too. And I could just see her, maybe somebody knocked her down. And she's there on her knees and crawling, making her way, trying her best. I'm telling you, if you'll make the effort, the great physician will provide the healing. Amen. And she reached out. As far as her fingertips might have been able to reach, just barely caught the edge of his garment. And in that instant, immediately, she was made whole of the disease that she had. That's how quick he could work. It don't take multiple trips to him to get healed. It don't take... Uh, a month's worth of pills to get healed. It don't take many sessions of therapy to be healed. Immediately, when the Lord puts His hand on you, you'll be made whole. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There He was among the crowd, people thronging Him, and He stopped and said, Who touched me? 
And the disciples said, you see this crowd thronging you and you say who touches you? He said, somebody touch me. For I felt virtue leave my body. For with a heart, man believeth unto salvation and with a tongue makes confession. And she had to step up. And she came forth trembling and said, it was me. I had an issue of blood, but it's been staunched. I've been made whole. If you're here and you've lost in sin, you're here and you've never tried Jesus, you're here and you've never made preparations to leave this world, you, to leave this world you've got an issue of blood. You need to be covered. Well, preacher, that sounds gross. That sounds awful. That sounds ugly. Are you washed in the blood? Oh, I'm glad, Marty. You know what the blood did when I got covered? It washed away all my sins. And I, God is no respecter of person. If it had that effect on me, it would do you the same as well. Are you lost in the blood? Uh, you know what? We've got so many diseases in this day and age. And they'll say you need a transfusion. They'll say your red blood cell counts low, your white blood cell counts low. I'm glad the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary washes away all ALL sin. You don't have to tell me what you've done. Because I can't do anything about it. You don't have to confide in your spouse, in one of the deacons, in your mom or in your dad. They can't forgive. But Jesus can. You need to see the great physician. Oh. Oh, preacher, my sinners has done gone too far. They're strung out on drugs. They're strung out on pills. You can't talk to them. We heard, we heard testimony of, of relatives of that tonight that just refuse to hear anything about the great physician. When I was a kid, I'd get sick. And here come mom with that tablespoon. And I didn't like it. It didn't taste good. It might have been bitter. Might have left a sour taste in my mouth. But I never could get better until I took the medication I needed to get better. You may not like it because I'm telling you that there is a better way. You may not like it because I'm telling you that you're sick. You may not like it because I'm telling you that you don't have to live that way. You may not like it because I'm telling you that you can come before Him with a broken heart and everything can be made whole again. But I'm telling you, until you take the medication that you need for sin sickness, there is no cure for that disease other than the blood of Jesus. The great physician asked Legion about his experience with a great physician he had tried counseling they had chained him down to get his attention they had chained him 
tried to talk to him and he just broke the chains and run loose, run naked among the tombs. He took lancet and cut himself. You may be here tonight and you may have done, th done something over and over and over to make your life worse instead of better. You may be here tonight and be doing something to harm yourself instead of make yourself better. Try Jesus, He never fails. Oh, Legion, whenever He met the Lord, He said, why torment me not? For I've had all that I can stand. I can't take one more heartache. I can't take one more trial. I I can't go any farther. Just don't torment me anymore. He didn't come to torment. He came to heal. Yes, Aren't man. you glad for a Savior that loved you? That He yeah. came personally to where you were. Reached down His hand and washed away all your sin. I'm talking about the great physician. Yeah, He's the King of kings. The Lord of lords. The bright morning star, the Prince of Peace, the Firest of 2000. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. Let me let you in on a little secret. He thought about you long before you were ever conceived. We're just old country folks. This is the King James Version Bible. It says we were made of dust. He took nothing and made something out of it. Now you ladies, I've, I've been privileged to be in most of your homes. And when I come, everything is in its place. Everything is in order. I never see a speck of dust. Nothing appears out of place or anything like that. It looks just as clean as it can be. You know why? You know why? Because you took time to run the vacuum. You took the pledge and you took the rag and you wiped away the dust because you didn't want that. It was of no value. It was useless. It was something to distract and make things appear dirty. What do you think we are? We're just dust. But yet the Lord took a handful of nothing and made a human being out of it. Yes. And he freed into man's nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So if he made this body, don't you think he can heal it? Whenever it falls to sin, sickness, whenever it falls, I'm going to go a little farther, Marty. Whenever it falls to cancer, when it comes to heart disease, whatever the ailment that God that is in your life, God has the answer. A man that we would call crazy. A man that Wendy and, and all these other parents that have young children here, if they saw him in the community, they'd love that little old bitty one up close to them and say, don't you go see that man. Don't you have anything to do with him. He's nuts. He cuts himself. He screams. He cries. People's trying to help him in the cave. I wouldn't want to take a chance on you getting hurt, little one. Oh, you stay away from that man. But when he, when he met Jesus, 
When he met the great physician, that man that run naked in the tombs, they went down there and found him clothed, sitting at the foot of Jesus, and in his right mind, there is a radical and essential difference between the righteous and the wicked. Whenever you meet the great physician, there will be a great change in your life. He must have got something from the Savior. Because when he went, when Jesus went to get on the boat to leave, following in behind his footsteps was the man Legion. He said, I want to go with you. Don't you? Mike Potter, one of my preaching heroes, used to sing the song, I want to live there. Don't you? When the Spirit gets this right, he's saying, I'm going to live there. Oh, I want to go, Juanita. I want to be with him. I'm going to live with him. One day after a while, but Bobby, he said, it's not your time yet. He said, stay. Now listen, did he heal you? Have, he, have you met him? Did he heal you? Did he wash away all your sin? Did he make you a new creature? Has he granted you grace to live through this day? Did he open your eyes this morning and your heart was still beating and your lungs were still filling with air? He, you're not at the funeral home laying in the casket right now. He's granted you another day. So if he's granted you another day, he's telling you what he told the man legion. Stay and publish all the good things I've done for you. We have a responsibility if we've met the great physician. And that responsibility is to spread the word about his healing power. To spread the word about how good he is to do exactly what you did when you opened up service and talk about what happened when you met the great physician. I'd like to meet him, preacher. I'd like to, like to feel his touch. I'd like to be healed. If you're trying and you hadn't got to him yet, do what the two blind men did. When they heard that Jesus was to pass that way, there were some religious folk when they heard those two blind men crying, they said, now y'all just hush. This is church. That's my words. Do you know you can religion the Lord right out of this church? You can religion him right out of the service. Y'all just be quiet now. This is church. There's some important people going to come in. Y'all just sit still. You be quiet. But you know what they did? They wouldn't do that. They cried out the more. They needed him. They needed yeah. his healing touch. They wanted him in their life. And they cried out the more. And you know what happened as a result as a, of their determination? Jesus walked right up to them and said, What would you that I would do to you? They said that we would receive our sight. And immediately their sight was restored. I'm glad that the Lord works immediately. Amen. The great physician. 
I'm at him about a mile and a half back toward White Pine after you cross the bridge. First road on the right, White House, a little back bedroom. I was sick. I didn't have a fever. I didn't have an upset stomach. But I had a fear of dying and going to hell. I was afraid. I knew what was going to happen to me if I laid there in the shape I was in. You can lay right where you're at and you can expect nothing else but heartache. Or you can try the great physician. Ronnie, the Lord spoke to me that night. He said, why don't you just go and tap your dad on the shoulder and ask him to pray with you that you want to be saved. He didn't fuss because we had already gone to bed. He wasn't asleep. I believe he knew what was happening to me. He just fell right out. We knelt on my little half bed, my mom on one side, my dad on the other. We prayed. Did you know what to pray? No, I didn't. Just a little ignorant eight-year-old boy. I didn't have any money. Was in my pajama pants bill. But all I know to do was say, Jesus, please save me. And he did. The great physician passed by and touched this little boy. Barbara, I ain't been a good man, but I've been a changed one because Jesus came by and touched me and made me whole the greatest day of my life. Brothers, with Jesus saved my soul, aren't you glad the great physician passed by and called your name and said, come here, I've got something for you. Oh, I saw this one raise her hand when we got the Wednesday on, on the song this morning. I would that all would say I've been in church with a great, what can he give me, preacher? He'd give me eternal salvation so that you don't have to go to that awful place one day after a while. I didn't want to go to hell. But I got more than I asked for. I got a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I got peace down deep in my heart. I got joy. I got a better place to go. How's that? John 14, verse 1. These folks can probably quote it as good as I could because I preached it to them about every service for nine years. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Here's the best part. I go away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there, you may be also. I want to live there. And I'm going to by the grace of God because I'm good, not because I'm a preacher, not because my dad was J.D. Strange or my mom was Pat Strange, but it's by the grace of God and the mercy of the great physician that I get to go. You don't get there because you're good. You get there because you're saved. Let me close with this. The man we read about laid down at the pool of Bethesda. I believe it was for 40 years. 
somebody picked him up, carried him down there, and laid him by the edge of the pool. Mm-hmm. He couldn't help himself. He couldn't get there on his own. Sinner friend, you can't either. It takes the church. Amen. Somebody has to be willing. I, there was a lady. Amen. I know different churches do things different ways, and that's okay. Lady I work with brought me a piece of paper about that long and about that wide. And at the top it said, you're one. Y-O-U-R-E, you're, you're one. Y-O-U-R, you're one. And what it meant was, you're one sinner. You're going to pray for her. And it had a list, about 20 different scriptures that you could go and look up that talked about how Jesus would save. That's wonderful. But you don't have to have the piece of paper. All you have to have is a broken heart. And say, Lord, I don't want to see that boy. I don't want to see that girl. I don't want to see my brother. I don't want to see my sister. I don't want to see my spouse. I don't want to see my dad. I don't want to see my mom die lost and undone without you. And if you'll call on with a broken heart, now, now listen to this story. Somebody took this man and laid him down to pool every day, 365 days a year for 40 years. Wow. That's dedication. We pray one time and then we get all tore up because God just don't come by right then and answer our prayer. Who are we? Lord Elijah prayed seven times. It had rained for he saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. And we thank God our day trust the first time we call his name. Oh, we need to have patience and wait on the great physician and make our appeal to him and pray every day and pray every day and keep bringing your loved one to the Lord. One day he'll pass by. The water will be troubled and they'll get in. There's more in this than I'll ever preach out. You know the story, don't you? How the, the people couldn't be healed until the water was troubled. We could have service every day. I've seen revivals have morning services and night services. We could have morning services and night services every day of the year for the next 40 years. But if the water never got troubled, nobody would ever meet the great physician. Nobody would ever be made whole. And you may be, may be your first time here. You may be wondering why we have this hanging on the wall. Let me relay this to you. Not every version of the Bible talks about being the water troubled. Did you know that? The New International Version takes that scripture out altogether. But if you don't have the water troubled, nobody can be made whole. I don't understand that, preacher. That's over my head. If someone's not concerned about you and the power of God doesn't reach back and touch your heart and you be concerned for yourself, you'll never be made whole. 
It takes old-timey conviction. Used to be a deacon at Round Mountain where I used to pastor. He would make this statement. You have to get them lost before you can get them saved. If you don't realize you're a sinner, salvation's not going to do you any good. You're not going to need it. But when you realize that you could die and go to hell, right then's the time you need salvation. Right then's the time you need the great physician. And so Jesus passed by. And he asked the man, now this is a man that had been brought, let's just say to church. He had been brought to church every time the doors were open for 40 years. Do you know you can sit right in the church house and die and go to hell? If you're never troubled, if the Lord comes and knocks and you reject him and turn him away, sitting beside Bobby Reed's not going to do you any good when the Lord calls. Bobby may pray for you. I believe he would. He'd pray for you. He'd try his best to take your petition before the Lord. But you are required to do something. Amen. Now let me relay this to you. The people I've made mention of tonight... What one thing do they have in common other than meeting the great physician? They all made a little effort. You have to want it. If you want it, you may be here and not be able to walk a step. But if you've got, he's not of them that are of a broken heart and will save. Is this not scripture? Will save such as be of a contrite spirit. All you've got to do is want it. If you want it and you ask, ask. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to ask you what the great physician asked the man at the pool of Bethesda. Wilt thou be made whole? What are you going to do? As the preacher asked Judy, he relays in his testimony fairly often, it was referred to tonight. He may as well have asked the same question to you, Jim. He asked Jim, are you going to live or are you going to die? What are you going to do? Will thou, he was asking Jim, will thou be made whole? Will you, do you want to be made whole? Amen. That's what the Lord's asking you. Are you happy the way you are? Staying in a constant state of worry, in a constant state of fear, regret, bitterness, anger. Let me just say this. I know we've all heard of cancer. Now here's, a, right here's a young lady, had heart disease not long ago. She's a miracle sitting right here in our congregation. Y'all know Susan had the accident. Me and Becky went up there right after she had that. I wouldn't give you a dime for her life. I'd have said she'll not be here in 24 hours. That was about six months ago. Now she walks through the door unassisted. Walks right up to her seat and sits down, lifts her hand, praises the Lord, and tears roll down her face. That's a miracle. And we all agree the great physician had a hand in that. 
I'd rather be laying on that hospital bed in the shape that she was in. I'd rather be where Trish was not too long ago with a knife and her under anesthetic and them putting stents inside of her as to be neck deep in sin. <coughs> as to be covered with the blackness of sin. Folks, if you never had Jesus, if you've never tried him, if you've never made your way to the great physician, you're sick. You may not know it. You might not have even realized it until you walk through the door tonight. Now what's going to happen if you do nothing about that sin? What's going to happen if you do nothing about that sin sickness that's eating you up? What happens when you get sick and you do nothing? Lady up at Round Mountain's got cancer. So you're up. She could get treatment or she could do nothing. What do you think is going to happen to her if she chooses to do nothing? Death. When you're sick and you pretend there's nothing wrong, death is on its way. You need to see the great physician. You need help. And I can't look at this man and say, well, this man's saved. I don't have that. I forgot my readers this morning. I had to have one of the youngsters read my scripture because I couldn't see it. I might as well be blind as a bat to try to look at this man and say he's saved or he's lost. I can't tell you. But the great physician knows the very number of the hire on your head. Amen. Yeah. And this right here is a discerner. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's sharper than the scalpel that they used to do surgery on Trish. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It is a, it's, it's able to separate the bone from the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I'm begging you, if you're here and you're lost and undone without the Lord, office, the office is open. You don't have to even call and make an appointment. He accepts walk-ins. Just come right on down and see the great physician. You talk to him. And you tell him that you need him, that you're, that you're tired of this sin. You're tired of living the way you are. You're tired of the worry, of the anger, of the bitterness, of the regret. You're tired of carrying the burden that you've been under. Try Jesus. He never fails. And I tell you what the difference it'll make. When you get down heavy, you'll get up light. Immediately, you'll get what you need if you call on the great physician. What are you going to do? Wilt thou be made whole? I don't know who this was for. I have no clue. <clears throat> I was going to preach on Zacchaeus when I got in the car to start this way. But by the time I got to Douglas Lake Market, the Lord laid the great position on my heart. So I don't know who needed it, but somebody does. Try Jesus. 
going to do this. So come on with me. John, would you care to lead a verse of that song? Try Jesus. I would not want to leave here tonight without giving you the opportunity to meet the great physician. We used to sing this song. Does Jesus care when I've tried and failed? And the chorus says, Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. Reach out and touch him. Be that woman. Have a determination to get to him. While we sing just one verse, if you'd like to come and pray, I'll meet you right here and we'll pray until the Savior passes by and you've got all that you need.